Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. This is a transformative time for Black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. can't see the thing around it. Okay. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Hand Me My Purse, the podcast. I am Mimi Walker, and I will be your forever host each and every single time you tune into this podcast. So go ahead and get comfortable. Get yourself a glass of your favorite beverage, whether that's alkaline water, red Kool-Aid, a hot cup of tea with honey, a glass of Cabernet Sauvignon, or Hennessy, And light yourself a candle, some incense, or burn some sage. And just get ready to chill out and have a good time. What's up, what's up, what is up, friends and kin? Happy New Year, happy 2023. It is none other than... Your resident Auntie Supreme here at Hand Me My Purse, Mimi Walker. And today I'm sipping on some hibiscus tea. It's hot. I didn't add any honey. It's just hibiscus tea because this is on her medicinal tea kick. I'm a big time tea drinker, not a big time coffee drinker. I'm a big time Starbucks. I'm, I'm in the Starbucks gang. Starbucks gang all the way. Gang, gang. Starbucks cult. I'm in it. But I don't drink a lot of coffee. When I do drink coffee from Starbucks, I prefer a nice nitro cold brew. But I digress. 
starting off the year, first episode out the gate. In the first few minutes of the episode, I'm going off on a tangent because that's what I do. And I'm okay with me. And we just going to do that. So either way, as I was saying, moving forward, I am drinking hibiscus tea. I'm drinking it hot. And I'm on my medicinal tea kick right now, you know, just trying to get some optimal health things in line. And hibiscus tea is used all over the world for a lot of different things, a lot of different medicinal properties, and especially in places where there are people of color. A word to the wise, hibiscus tea might lower blood pressure. So taking hibiscus tea or drinking hibiscus tea, along with medications that are used for lowering high blood pressure, might cause your blood pressure to go too low. So don't drink hibiscus tea if you take medications for high blood pressure. Am I clear? I am not a doctor, but that is something that I am aware of. So I'm drinking it because I've had some salty ass food recently and I don't really play about having high blood pressure. I don't have it. I don't want to get it. You know, even though I'm a big lady, I'm a big thickums, thickums, thicker than a snicker and twice as sweet. I don't want to have no high blood pressure. Okay. So I've been drinking a whole lot of tea lately. Like I said, for medicinal benefits, I've been drinking some thyme tea. Shout out to my sis. Shout out to my sizzle for sending me some thyme tea when I was sick because sis was sick over the holiday. Sick as a dog. I had a bad cough. I've been drinking soursop leaf tea, moringa tea, peppermint tea, turmeric tea, dandelion root tea. I've been saying this on this show for years because we almost had three years, y'all. Tea is the way. Like I'm telling you, in foreign lands, they drink tea for medicinal benefits. And oftentimes those people tend to live for a long ass time. OK, and they don't have a whole lot of health issues. I'm telling you, all tea for me serves as a form of medicine and I'm going to ride that thing out. I believe it in my bones. And I just want to know where are my other tea drinkers out there? Do y'all drink tea? I know I'm not the only one. I got a cabinet full of all these different teas because that's what I do. And I just want to know where my other tea drinkers at. Where are y'all? What kind of teas do y'all like to drink? I want to know. I'm probably going to post something on social media about drinking tea. Comment under the post on Instagram because I want to know who else loves to drink tea. And you might put me on to something that I don't know about. So holla at me, please. Happy New Year, y'all. We back. We out here. So friends, in this episode, uh, I'm going to be talking about like radical joy, right? And so the jam that I chose is a song that I've been gone for a minute, about four months. I, I, I've been... I've been on some old other shit for four months. Uh, on some other stuff. And I have been on the glow on the Glorilla train since the last episode. I was talking about her in episode 48, and here I am, episode 49, four months later, still on the train. And not just of Glorilla, but also her ratchet ass friends. And the song for this episode's jam is a song that I've been listening to probably for about three months. And I listened to it so much that it made it to my Spotify wrap up for the year 2022. Now, it made 
the list along with all the other songs that I've been listening to since January of last year, but I listened to it so much. It made it to the list. It made it to the, to the, you know, the, I forget what it's called, like your wrap up or something like that. But this song is called Shibuya. Glorilla is not on this song at all. The reason that I brought up Radical Joy is because for the past four months, life has still been life in the fuck out of me. And I have had to be very intentional about seeking out things that bring me joy on a small scale. Right. So I haven't been able still ain't gone on no damn vacation. I did go to California briefly to celebrate with my family, my uncle and my aunt's 40th wedding anniversary. And I got to be with my family. But if you know, like I know sometimes traveling to go see your family, like it's not really a vacation because you're going with your family. There's an agenda, you know, you're focused and I'm always with my family. So it just felt like another day with my people. So I've had to seek out intentionally seek out pockets of joy whenever I can. And when I seek them out and they, they, they hit the spot, I hold on to them. Hence me listening to this song on repeat for three months. So the song is called Shibuya and it features Aliza, A-L-E-Z-A, Gloss Up, also known as Glossiana, Slimeroni, Queen of the Dimes, and K Carbon. Okay. Not really sure why K Carbon calls herself K Carbon. She said it was after a gun, but my cousin Randall, shout out to my cousin Randall, who is one of my best friends. He let me know that uh, the gun is called a carbine and that's C-A-R-B-I-N-E versus C-A-R-B-O-N, which is how she spells her name. And I think, you know, she's young. She's probably like 23. She probably just don't know. She thought that they were saying carbon, but I ain't going to give her no hard time because I like her. And back to the song Shibuya. Shibuya is growing up. If you're a little black girl, you probably know that there was a song called, you know, like a little cheer that you would do with your friends called Shibuya, Shibuya, excuse me. And it would go Shibuya, sha, sha, Shibuya, roll call, Shibuya, sha, sha, Shibuya, roll call. And then you would like say like a little rhyme or whatever, like a rap or just like a couple verses and not long verses of just something that rhymes with your name, you know? And so these girls are doing this and I think it's so dope that they took like a childhood game and turned it into a song. And I freaking love this song. I don't know what it is. I think it is because there's something extremely authentic about these young girls coming out of Memphis. And before I say anything else, rest in paradise to Gangsta Boo. Like that broke my heart. Like it broke my heart. Like, first of all, we are the same age, the same age as I'm actually uh, about a month older than her. And when I heard that she passed away, like it made me so sad. But I just pray for if she had children, I pray for her children. I pray for her family, her fans, her the people who loved her. And I pray that her soul is at peace. I back to Shibuya. Sorry, I keep getting sidetracked. I ain't done this in about four months. So y'all got to bear with me. This song there's something so authentic about these girls coming out of Memphis. Glorilla, Slime, Gloss Up, Carbon. Carbon is real wild. And Aliza. 
Like I, I listen to a lot of their music now and you know, I'm, I say it all the time on the show. I'm a snob about music. Like, but I, something about them that is so genuine. Are they the best rappers? Hell no. Hell no, they're not. Are they good rappers? Not exactly. But I love their music. And if you don't understand that, I don't really know if you really understand music. Because Cardi B is not a good rapper at all. Do I like some of her songs? Absolutely. Some of her songs are fun. And I think that is what these girls do for me. They provide fun, lighthearted, authentic, genuine music. Like I can just tell they have a good time doing what they're doing. So, of course, there's a link in the show notes with the video and you get to see them. They're cute as I don't know what. And they just look like regular chicks like there's no surgeries there's no they do have on 900 tons of makeup but I mean that's that's the norm for these days but they are just regular old black girls in these cute little outfits doing their little raps they having a good time like I love them and it's there's something that is I, I'm telling you like I can't stop saying this word but there's something extremely genuine and authentic about what they are doing what they are producing and I love that and I love that for them and I really 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 wish them a lot of success including Glorilla I just wish them all the success I just want them to ride this shit out until they can't ride it out anymore and um, check them out uh, I like to do deep dives. I am a fan of them now. I listen to a lot of their music because like I said, it just makes me feel good. It kind of takes me away from um, like the shit that's weighing me down. It, it kind of removes me from that space and takes me to a fun, lighthearted space. So check them out. The video is going to be in the show notes. As usual, you know what I do. And let's go ahead and get this party underway. Why don't we? Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. 
And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Now let's get into the show. Can we talk for a so first of all, friends and kin, let me start off by simply saying happy goddamn new year. It's 2023, y'all. Man, goddamn, who would have ever thought that in 1990? That 2023 will be here and look and feel like this. I don't really know what I mean by look and feel like this, but I mean, just look and feel like this. Whatever your this is, that's the this I'm speaking of. Quite frankly, even though 2022 was a bit of a roller coaster, I'm excited about this year, like extremely excited. And not because of some extremely long list of resolutions, because uh, as I've gotten older, I realized that resolutions are kind of a setup. I decided last year that I'm not going to have a list of resolutions any longer because it's a trap. Instead, I'm going to actively choose to live my life with full on intentionality. Intentionality is technically and by definition, the state of being deliberate or purposive. And quite frankly, I'm always being very deliver, deliverable, being very deliberate about the way I navigate through life. Does this mean that I don't have goals and desires? Absolutely not. Of course, I have goals for sure. I write them down. I say them out loud. I focus on them. The difference is there is not a focus on the resolution or the goals outcome, which is typically how people attack goals, resolutions or plans. I focus solely on the intention of my goal and my being intentional in my everyday living. And that is what brings me closer to what I desire. It seems like it's not that big of a deal, but it makes a world of difference in practice. And when trying to get to the outcome or to get to what you want, it just shifts the focus. Instead of focusing on the outcome, you focus on your intention. And it's a way of living versus just attacking a goal or a plan. 
Approaching it this way kind of allows for a more fluid process of getting to what you want or getting to the bag, as the kids say. Not really the kids, the the 20 sums, I guess. Checklists are great. They are wonderful and they can still be helpful in this process. However, when your life is walked in this way with full intention, everything you do is going to lead you to what you want and it's going to flow more. You get what I'm saying? It'll just be more fluid. Excuse my voice. I feel like it's a little raspy. Let me go get something to drink. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. That should be better. It sounds better. But anyway, you dig what I'm saying? Like it just allows for the process to be a lot more smooth. And if you don't dig what I'm saying and you feel like I'm talking some uh, black hippie shit, it's because I am. On some other stuff. Y'all can go ahead and do some research on living with intention and intentionality. Uh, Or if you don't want to do the research, just put two and two together with what I've already mentioned. It ain't really that difficult to figure out. Okay, moving forward. Today, I want to talk about some real shit. Like for real, let's talk about compassion fatigue. So Mimi, what is compassion fatigue? Well, compassion fatigue is also known as vicarious trauma or secondary traumatic stress, both of which are easily comparable to post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD, which most lay people are familiar with the term PTSD. Uh, Some people think that PTSD is only associated with um, being in the military, but it's not. You can have PTSD by growing up in an abusive household or a household with a lot of trauma or chaos. You can have PTSD from living in the ghetto and, you know, your trauma or your PTSD can be associated to hearing sirens like PTSD is not just associated with being in the military, just to clear that up. So because compassion fatigue is easily comparable to PTSD that lets us know that it is a condition not just some mambo jumbo buzzwords that just popped out of nowhere because a lot of times I feel like people think when these things come up like titles of of conditions and there we get labels and names for things people think that it's bullshit but it's not really just bullshit the thing is that now we have the language to describe what's happening whereas before an example when I was little in the 80s, nine times out of 10, I had ADHD. Okay. I'm almost positive, but there was no ADHD in 1986 or 87. You were just bad or you just talked too much or you just couldn't keep still. That doesn't mean that ADHD isn't real. That just means that we didn't have the research. We didn't have the the wording. We didn't have the verbiage and the language to connect research to behavior. So now we have this, we understand that compassion fatigue is a thing and it is a condition. Now, moving forward, in my research for this episode, I noticed that they only mentioned healthcare workers or people involved in like legal fields or therapists when they talked about compassion fatigue. I never really saw any mention of educators, which I found to be extremely strange because as an educator, I can promise you that dealing with vicarious trauma is my everyday life Monday through Friday. And sometimes it trickles into the weekend. And just recently, uh, there was an incident where like, I'm still trying to process what in the absolute fuck happened. Um, 
and I can't really go into detail, but like I'm just trying to process something that just happened just this week. You know what I mean? Educators deal with secondhand trauma every single day. And I mean, every day. And you really can't even begin to imagine the trauma that we are confronted with on a daily basis. And not just the educators. I mean, everyone from the custodian to the secretary and on to the principal and the CEO of a school can and is affected by the trauma that students are faced with outside of the school walls. We deal with children who are abused emotionally, verbally, mentally, spiritually, and sexually, children who are neglected, children who are abandoned, children who are rejected, children who are developmentally disabled. And that's just the heavy hitting stuff. That's just the major stuff. Let's not even talk about working in underserved communities, how children have to navigate a community that is oftentimes forgotten, where they have no say so and no control over what happens. And we also have to deal with the subconscious effects of poverty and systemic racism on children. Nobody ever talks about that, but that's a whole nother beast for a whole nother episode. Stick to the game plan. Being an educator can really break you down. I mean, emotionally, we're not even talking about physically, but emotionally, mentally, and even spiritually, it can really have a major toll on your mental health. And that is what leads to compassion fatigue and sometimes burnout. After COVID, you will notice if you look into it or you ain't even got to look into it too much. If you know somebody who works with children, ask them about what happened after COVID. There's a ma- there was a major, major swoop of people who left education. Like, I ain't doing this no more. I can't do this shit no more. And I I ain't gonna lie, I get it. Because kids have come back after COVID. These post-COVID kids, they are on something else. They on some other shit. I don't know what they on, but they on something else. And, And so there is a difference between burnout, which is real, and it's also a thing, and compassion fatigue. Compassion fatigue and burnout are parallel, but compassion fatigue describes the physical, mental, and emotional impact of helping others, while burnout describes the impact of a stressful workplace. So they can work in tandem or not, like they're parallel. They are of the same ilk in the same community, but maybe they are not the same person. They're fraternal twins, not um, identical twins, if that makes sense. Burnout is experienced by way of work. Compassion fatigue can be experienced due to your work environment. However, it can truly be experienced by anyone, whether you have a job or not. You can be unemployed or retired and still experience compassion fatigue. Caregivers, family members of those who require a lot of emotional support, educators, Uber drivers, courtroom transcribers. Shit, kids can even experience compassion fatigue. Imagine what the children of narcissists suffer from. You know, they probably deal with compassion fatigue often. And I want to share some interesting information that I've read on Grace Jones Internet about the difference between burnout and compassion fatigue. So it said, and I quote, burnout is the physical and emotional exhaustion that people can experience when they feel powerless and overwhelmed at work, especially when combined with a sense of low job satisfaction. It notes, however, that burnout can be resolved quite easily by changing jobs. It also doesn't impact a person's outlook on the world 
or their ability to feel and express compassion in their work. In contrast, compassion fatigue can have lasting symptoms that often don't disappear after a vacation or even after changing jobs or industries, end quote. That's heavy. So that just lets you know that compassion fatigue ain't no fucking joke, right? Like, you know, burnout is like, oh, I don't like my job. Oh, God, I don't want to work with kids anymore. I'm going to go work at Target. I always tease and joke at work. Like when I'm having a stressful day, I'll go talk to somebody and I'll be like, listen, I'm going to go get a job at Home Depot because it got to be better than this. But that's burnout. That's I'm tired of this church. I'm tired of this job. If you don't know, I'm tired of this church and that little boy. Listen, let me tell you something. There's a clip from about three or four years ago of a little black boy during Christmas time. And I've put this whole narrative together. His grandmama wanted him to do a Christmas speech. And he got up and instead of talking about Jesus or Christmas or gifts or Santa Claus, he got up and he had on these big cuff jeans and a polo shirt. And he said, I'm tired of the church. Listen. That is my mantra. I'm tired of this church. That's another thing I say when I'm stressed out at work. I'm tired of this church or me and my friend, Ebony Vaughn, who has been on the show. We will just send uh, that video to each other because we be tired of the church. We tired. So anyway, I digress, of course. As I was saying, as a matter of fact, I'm going to link um, the little baby, the little I'm tired of the church baby um, in the show notes because I got to share him with everybody. The best part of the video, though, please, please, please be advised is the end and the commentary by the adults after he says he's tired of the church. Please pay very close attention to what those people say. Moving forward. I have seen uh, quite a few people deal with compassion fatigue and have no idea what it is that they're dealing with or have no idea what's going on in their lives, nor do they have the strategies to cope with it. So you already know I'm going to share some strategies. But before I do, let's look at how to tell if you have compassion fatigue or not. Compassion fatigue can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. However, the most recognizable way to identify if you are suffering from compassion fatigue is emotional numbness. I also read this on Rihanna's Internet, and I quote, when people start to develop symptoms of compassion fatigue, they've often reached a point where they've been exposed to the trauma of others so much that they've become overloaded and unable to feel emotionally connected to their work or other parts of their life. End quote. I'm telling you, this ain't no joke. This this is no mumbo jumbo. And a lot of us probably have experienced it. Or felt it in our professional or personal lives and just didn't know what to call it. We just called it being stressed out. Everything ain't being stressed out. Just like when I was little, all kids that got that show off in school or whatever you want to call it, they ain't all bad. That's not how it works. You got to break this shit down to be able to break it apart, to be able to understand it. So some of the symptoms that you can experience with compassion fatigue are... Difficulty concentrating or making decisions, mood swings, especially toward irritability or anger, feelings of hopelessness, symptoms of depression or anxiety, social withdrawal and self-isolation, physical symptoms like headaches or an upset stomach, and an increase in use of substances like drugs or alcohol. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury 
with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Hmm. The reason that I'm quiet because is because I experienced all but one of them over in the fall, like the period that just closed out. And now we're in winter. When I told you life be life in every last one of them I dealt with, with the exception of the increasing use of substances like drug or alcohol, drugs or alcohol. And the only reason that I am aware of that and I don't really lean toward that is because I've always been really scared of 
becoming a drug addict so or being an alcoholic. So I don't really and, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I done been drunk like we didn't. Sis has a good time and sis has had a good time on numerous occasions where the time was too good. But when it comes to regular usage of um, substances and stuff, no, I don't fuck around like that. Mm mm. Mm-mm-mm. And that's that's another t- thing. That's a whole different beast of a show for a whole different beast of an episode. Back to compassion fatigue. Child. So compassion fatigue, if it is not addressed, can definitely not only affect the person experiencing it directly, but it can also impact the people around them at work, making it harder to be a value add to your team on a small scale and the organization as a whole. And realistically, if you are feeling that way. How impactful, efficient, and effective can you be at work? And not just at work, but in your personal life too. And in addition to your work comrades, I love saying the word comrades, in addition to your work comrades and not so comrades, meaning the people that you don't like being affected, it can also have a major impact on your family and friends. It can affect your children, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriends, hell, your lovers, your side pieces, your F buddies, you know, it can affect everybody, the milkman, your mamas, your daddies, your aunties, your cousins, shit, everybody can feel it. So it is important to be really self-aware and pay attention to yourself. Turn off that autopilot so that you can identify whether or not you are feeling that way. And if so, you got to do something to address it. You motherfuckers got some soul searching to do. Because realistically, like you don't deserve to be in that space. You deserve better. You deserve to live a better life. And when I say you, I'm kind of talking to me. Like, who wants to exist in that space? And like they said, this isn't the kind of thing that like a new job and a new and a vacation can fix. Although I don't know if I disagree with that. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that because vacations can solve a lot of fucking problems depending on where you go and what is the agenda on your vacation. Because a good solo trip, doing something that you love to do, whether that is laying out by the pool laying out on a beach, horseback riding, skiing, going to Disneyland, whatever it is that you like to do, climbing the Great Wall of China, uh, going to the top of the freaking Eiffel Tower and looking out at Paris, whatever it is that brings you joy. Sometimes that does help. I don't care what um, uh, Rihanna's in there say. I don't know if I agree with that at all. Another thing I found in uh, researching for this episode is uh, that it's something that I discussed before about the media and the news and its effect on our mental health. And there was something said referencing how the news has a negative impact on how we navigate the world of empathy. And they did some kind of study. I didn't read it in depth, but they did some kind of study and it showed that people have a harder time showing empathy Now that COVID-19 has passed, like empathy in Americans specifically has gone down. But as a result of negative news and that some people have chosen to get their news, one from other places to avoid the effects they experience from getting news from certain sources. Me personally, I just don't consume the shit at all. I don't watch the news. I don't read the news. If somebody doesn't tell me about it. Or, you know, I don't see it necessarily on the Internet, then I don't really see it. And, you know, Twitter is helpful and, you know, social media is helpful because they talk. You know, I find out things that way. Sometimes I'm three and four days late. But I figure if something major is going on, somebody in my family or somebody close to me is going to tell me. 
I I just don't do it because, you know, I'm I made a post about this on Facebook recently about being an empath. Everybody thinks they're an empath and they think it's cool and it's a great title. It's another thing that people want to add to their list of titles and self-proclaimed titles. But being an empath is really not all it's fucking cracked up to be. Okay. It's not. And I cannot watch the news because it does something to my entire being. It does something to me physically and it does something to me emotionally. And sometimes it does something to me spiritually. So I had to stop watching it for my own sanity. I had to stop watching the news. So I find it out whenever I can. And sometimes for me, that's hard because like I said, I am late knowing what's going on sometimes, but my mental health is far more important to me. Now let's talk about some options you have for ways of learning how to cope and heal. Uh, Compassion fatigue. The number one thing you can do is just to be vigilant about your self-care. We talk about that all the time here on Hand Me My Personal Podcast. Self-care is at the root of maintaining and curating a well-balanced life. This includes self-care on a grandiose scale, such as going on vacations or planning really nice, luxurious vacations or emergency vacations or just going on vacation period. And it includes things you can incorporate into your everyday living, such as breathwork techniques when you feel overwhelmed or even just in the middle of the day as a check in with yourself, doing a pulse check or a check in with your body, with your breath, with uh, like a body scan, you, you know, just paying attention to yourself and to your body just to make sure that everything is OK. Sometimes when we do a pulse check or a body scan, we realize that our breathing is irregular. We're breathing really hard, um, that we're experiencing pain that we may overlook. Uh, bloating, gas, discomfort in your gut. Like these are easy ways to tell that something is off with your body. And as I've mentioned, going outside, if you can put your feet into the earth, your hands in the earth, that is a quick way to get grounded. Also, uh, if you have the opportunity, we can't really do that on the, this on the East Coast just now, but gardening and planting is another easy uh thoughtless ritual for grounding yourself getting your your flesh onto the earth is really important fresh air is an easy reset it's funny that some of the simplest but most effective forms of self-care involve us returning to nature go for a walk outside let some raindrops fall on your face create just a simple self-care routine for yourself and level up as the stress gets heavier, my best friend creates a self-care plan for herself. She's a Capricorn and she has to create a damn plan for everything she does. There has to be a plan. And I tease her about all of her planning. But the truth is, it's actually genius. It's a way to take control of caring for yourself so that you don't feel lost when you're feeling overwhelmed. You don't have to think about how am I going to find some resolve for this because it's already written down. You've already planned it. <laughs> when I talk about it, when I say it, it sounds ridiculous, but in, in practice, it makes a lot of sense because I've done it before and it's something that I have actually gotten from her and I necessarily don't write it down, but I, I have a plan for when it's just in my head. 
that I'm the air. I'm the air sign. She's the earth sign. So she has to write it down. She has a plan. My plan is in my head because my head is always in the clouds, right? Sorry, there I go with that uh, astrology stuff. Me and my hippie stuff. So maybe try creating a self-care plan for yourself for different levels of self-care when you have different levels of stress. The next thing you can do is or not you can do is the next thing is you need to have a life outside of your work or outside of being a caregiver or outside of being a mom or a dad or whatever it is that tends to cause you immense or intense amounts of stress. Whatever it is that can cause you to feel overwhelmed, you got to have a life outside of the thing. Get a hobby, man. Start taking some classes, you know, doing some yoga, art, knitting, dancing, piano, join some groups or something. They have all kinds of groups. They have hiking groups, coin collectors groups, fans of almost anything you can think of groups. Get a life. And lastly, friends and kin, get a damn therapist. I don't care how in control of your life you think you are. You ain't. I personally plan on being with my therapist until I can't no more. I'm going to ride it out. I'm going to, I will wait for her. If she go to jail, I'm going to wait till she get out of jail. I'm going to put up her bail money. I'm going to get her out. I'm going to ride with her till the wheels fall off. I plan on being with her until I cannot be with her anymore. And everybody doesn't require lifetime therapy. Maybe you just need to talk some things out or deal with grief or learn how to navigate certain issues. Me? I need regular check-ins, but it never hurts to speak to someone who is objective. Friends and family, your homegirl, your hairdresser, they can't provide what a professional therapist can provide for you. Even if your friends, family, hairdresser are professional therapists, they still don't have a non-biased perspective of who you are and how you should move in life. So put your ego, because that's really all it's about, unless it's about money and not really because they have pro bono services all over in most metropolitan cities aside and go seek some help. We all need help sometimes. So go get you some and you will thank me for it later. Put some respect on my name. Here's a little secret. I started to recognize that I was beginning to experience some compassion fatigue. I had to identify if it was in fact compassion fatigue. Mm, compassion fatigue. What can put nub in all the wrong places? What can put nub? Sorry. <laughs> I had to identify if it was compassion fatigue or if it was burnout. And quite frankly, it's a little bit of both, right? When you work in certain fields for long periods of time, for extended amounts of time, like burnout and compassion fatigue, depending on what it is, is it's it's almost inevitable depending on what kind of work you do. So for 2023, I am in search of supreme moments of radical joy. I have to really check myself and make sure that I do not allow myself to be defeated by negative emotions and low vibrational experiences. So to avoid that, all 2023, I'm on the hunt for moments of radical joy. Join me. It's going to be a, it's going to be lit, as the kids say. It's going to be a lituation, which is still my favorite. Join me in searching and seeking out moments of radical joy, effective immediately. Let's just make this year one where we smile so much that our face cheeks, not our butt cheeks, hurt. Because nobody wants their butt cheeks. (laughs) 
Oh man, I cracked myself up. Sorry. Nobody wants their butt cheeks to hurt. So let's just focus on making sure that we smile so much this year that our face cheeks hurt. And before I get out of here, let me just say this. There's one thing I forgot to mention that I mentioned almost every episode. And that's the number one thing to do when you are overwhelmed. And that is to find a reason to be grateful. That shit will turn your perspective around real quick. You just wake up and say, Thank you to whoever you are thankful to. For me, it's absolutely always going to be God because I can trace all my blessings, all my gratitude, all the things I'm happy about back to God. You may not see it that way, but whoever you thank, whether it's God, whether it's Krishna, whether it's Allah, all these things are synonymous and the same, uh, whether it is uh, Big Brother Sunshine, whether it is a head of Cabbage, whatever it is. Shout out to those of you who know my reference to worshiping a head of cabbage. Got to be an old head for that. Shout out to Rerun and Raj. But anyway, sorry. Whatever it is, take it back to that and be grateful. Show some some gratitude and be intentional about your gratitude. Okay? Don't just be intentional about seeking out joy. Be intentional about your gratitude too. And that will lead you to more experiences in radical joy, but take the time out every day to reflect. And I mean, seriously reflect on just how grateful you are for just being able to breathe, to walk, to speak, to hear, to see, to have a warm home or a cool home, to drive, to wear beautiful fragrances. And I got some new good fragrances. I got some new favorite fragrances because I'm telling you, I'm seeking radical joy. I smell delightful in these compassion fatigue streets. I might be fatigued in a way of compassion, but I smell delightful. I smell amazing. Okay. But just be grateful. Uh, We are really, really blessed. And when we really sit in it, um, like if you really take the time to really sit in your gratitude and how grateful you are, like if it's genuine and authentic, it can be overwhelming in a positive way. It might bring you to tears because it happens to me on a regular basis. And it's really just about a mindset shift. It's always about a mindset shift. So go on and shift your mindset. You owe it to yourself. I love y'all. I'm happy to be back in the saddle. Let's get this work. I'm back. Let's do this. It's 2023 and we got shit to do. And we got laughs to, to experience, smiles to smile, joy to feel. And I can't wait till the next episode because I'm going to have some updates on my search for radical joy. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. 
Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Friends and Ken, what's up? So it's time for straight facts. Let's just get straight to let's just get straight to the dope because this is a long question. It's from a brother, so I'm really excited. My listenership is predominantly women. So when a man is seeking advice or has a question, I get real excited. So let's just get to the dope. Okay. What's up, Mimi? I got a problem. So a few years ago, I became friends with a young woman. The way he writes is really interesting, but with a young woman after meeting her at a local poetry event. He likes local poetry events, so that would explain how he writes. The friendship developed into thrilling casual sex, sometimes in hotels, but most nights we ended up back at her house. This lasted for months, then as quickly as it began, it ended with the what's next questions. I'm sorry, when the what's next questions began to arise with making the relationship something more. We we remained friendly and cordial through social media until we both moved on, but we never stopped contact or communication. Years went by and I got a message asking about divorce proceedings and how did I get through it? This is how and when I found out she was married. And that was fine because at this point it was over. 
I offered her some sound advice because I know that's a stressful place to be. I told her that marriages are different and sometimes divorce is not always the best choice. She wanted to meet up, which began with just accompanying each other to dinner and kicking it. It was real friendly, no pressure, no expectations, just two people catching up and enjoying each other's company. With Warren Stewart, what is going on with me? I know I ain't talked to y'all in four months, but God, it seemed like I'm a toddler who just learning to talk or maybe somebody from another country who just learning the language. Anyway, sheesh, I'm trying to read this question. With going through a divorce, I personally understood the mountain of emotions that go on. One night she asked me to stay over and you guessed it. We had sex. Then by coincidence and unknowingly to me, I happened to become very acquainted with her estranged husband as we are now brothers in the same organization. Spicy, baby. This is, I told y'all this is spicy. (laughs) I made the connection because I was talking to him and he mentioned he was prepping for his son's birthday. And she had texted me earlier in the week and said she was prepping for her son's birthday on the same day. Then I did a search on social media and sure enough, they are legally married. So what do I do? I mentioned it to her and she confirmed it. I decided to step back from the reckless date nights in public spaces because I did not want to become involved in drama. From the husband's point of view, he could see it as a purposeful attempt to break them up and to embarrass and disrespect him. A few months later, I received a phone call late night from an unknown number. It was a dude saying that he knows that I'm messing with Tracy. Let's just say her name is Tracy because he saw my number in her phone and he confronted her about it. He asked me to stop seeing her. I didn't really know what to say because this definitely was not her husband and I had no idea she was seeing anybody else. Somehow I went from thinking I was her favorite dude to have a good time with to being a side piece to then getting contacted by her real side piece. How does that even happen? She and I talked about it and I decided to just leave her alone on the sex tip. We still stayed in contact until it became evident that her and her husband were going to work on staying together. The husband and I are still cool and communicate often socially and even personally. So what should I do if the situation ever comes up about the past or we all interact in an event or something? Should I tell the husband? Should I act like I don't know her at all? Or should I act like I know her from back in the day before they were married? What do you think I should do? Jamal from Philly. Oh, child. That is messy, baby. What should Jamal do? Jamal, let me tell you something that um, my father taught me when I was a young teenage girl. Deny it. You don't know her. Act like it never happened. (laughs) And I know that sounds bad, but like, just leave it alone. But that does mean that you should not ever have sex with her again. Like, let it be unless they get divorced. And even if they get divorced, you probably should stay away from her because now you guys are, you know, brothers in the same. You're part of a brotherhood. You're in the same organization. And no, I will not mention the organization because that's not what I'm going to do. But just you know, if you are in the same space, you can act like you knew her before because technically you did know her before you knew she was married. He doesn't need to know how y'all knew each other. It could just be from your poetry event scene or it could be from when you were in your 20s. 
And let's just hope that her husband isn't the type to ask, you know, how you know him? Did you have sex with him? Because sometimes dudes be on that kind of demon time. And we ain't nobody got time for that because people have pasts in relationships. Don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to. And you may think you want to know the answer, but you don't. So I personally would just be like, oh, I knew him from back in the day when I used to hang out. You know, we used to be at the same club or like we used to, I just, I know him from poetry events. I would do that. I think that, you know, you know, nobody wants to lie, you know, because lying is not good. But I mean, like, what does it help to tell him? Yeah, I was booking your wife and I didn't know she was your wife and I never told you like that's just going to create a whole bunch of mess. So personally, I believe that you should have a conversation with her so that the two of you are on the same page. And then I would just try to avoid seeing her. I mean, I would just say that I just knew her from before and that was it. Like, I I just, you know, people have have lives before they get married. So, Jamal, don't if you don't if you really don't want to be involved in drama, don't get involved in drama. But I will say, what about the egg on your face when the other dude contacted you? That is funny. Child, that's a mess. Good luck. Don't go to no events where you got to bring your spouses or anything because he probably going to bring her. You should just lay low. You better lay low. Friends, again, today's We Got to Do Better quote comes from none other than the powerful sister, auntie, black, strong woman, poet, feminist, advocate, activist, Miss Audre Lorde. And that quote says, and I just thought that this was a wonderful quote to start the year off with here at Hand Me My Purse for not just me, but for everybody. But for me, it's like this, this podcast for me is very healing. And I feel like um, it's a way for me to heal alongside my friends and my kin. So hopefully this dope can get you high too. So this quote is, When I dare to be powerful, to use my strength in the service of my vision, then it becomes less and less important whether I am afraid. That thing spoke to my spirit when I read it. I said, oh, no, I need to write this around and post this around my house. One more time. When I dare to be powerful and realistically, sometimes being powerful does not come very easily. Sometimes it's hard to sit in your power and it's very scary to sit in your power because there's a fear of failure. There's a fear of success. There's a fear of expectation. But when I dare to be powerful, to use my strength in the service of my vision, because your vision can be used as a service to the world. When I dare to be powerful, to use my strength in the service of my vision, then it becomes less and less important whether I'm afraid. Let the church say amen. Amen. Friends, again, let's get to this to this thank thank you part. Let's get to the part where we say thank you. First and foremost, I want to thank who? God, because God is supreme and God has allowed me and you, if you are listening to my voice, to see another year. We are in the year of 2023. What a blessing. I remember 1988. I remember 1986. I remember 1984. 
vividly. And here we are in 2023. God is good. And I recognize and I appreciate the grace. That's another thing. You sit in that grace and that thing will have you crying. That thing will have you crying. Gratitude and grace will have you gratitude. God's grat. God, mm, I can't even get it out, child. God's grace and mercy and the gratitude that we need to have for the grace and mercy. That thing will have you broke down. Anyway, I appreciate the grace that God extends to me every single day of my black ass life. And I'm grateful for it. And I know that it is not owed to me, but I am blessed as a result of it. And I'm grateful to God for his grace and his mercy. I'm grateful for me, for the hard work, the tenacity, the consistency, the determination, the authenticity, the rawness, the boldness, the love for myself and for dreaming big and not being bound by the limitations of my own fears, but more importantly, not being bound by the limitations of other people's fears. Because that shit will have you busted up too. Showing gratitude for yourself is a radical form of self-care. And here at Hand Me My Purse, the podcast, we are all about self-care. I am thankful for my family, my friends, my friends and kin, my supporters, and of course, most importantly, each and every one of you out there listening. I love you guys immensely and it is nothing short of an honor to share my time and my energy with you and for you to share your time and your energy with me especially if you keep coming back to spend time with me. I look forward to the next time that we get to do this. And before you exit out of whatever streaming service you are using to listen to this, I want you to stop whatever it is you're doing. And if you haven't already done so, look for the subscribe or follow button on said streaming service and click on it. If it's an option for you, wherever you're listening, I now want you to go on over to Instagram, follow me at hand me my purse underscore podcast. And you can also follow me on Twitter at HMMP underscore podcast. And on Facebook, just search hand me my purse podcast. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, or any other medium that allows you to, please rate and review the show or give it a thumbs up. Be sure to share Hand Me My Purse with your friends, your loved ones, and even people you don't like. The best way for other people to find out about my show is by you guys telling them all about it. So tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, please take a few moments to leave a review of the show. I would be so grateful. Shout out to my little cousin Kennedy for leaving a review. And shout out to a new listener, I think. Her name is Charismatic G, I think. I think she found me on TikTok because I'm on TikTok too. I didn't tell y'all that. Uh, I'll have to give you that another time because I, I don't remember what my name is on TikTok. But um, I think it's I am Mimi Walker. I am dot Mimi Walker, maybe. Either way, shout out to those people who just left some recent reviews. Uh, thank you, Charismatic G. And thank you, Kennedy. I appreciated it. When I read them, it warmed my heart. It made me smile. I'm really, really, really appreciative. And actually next week or uh, next week, but the next episode, I will probably read your reviews on the show uh, because I want to share what you said uh, with everybody else. So remember to do the following. Leave a review of the show. You can send a DM on Instagram or Twitter. You can comment under a post on Facebook or take the traditional route and leave an actual formal review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. I would truly appreciate it. 
because it definitely warms my heart when I hear hear from you guys when I get to hear from you guys so remember to subscribe and follow the show so that you are the first to know when I drop a new episode which is typically the first and 15th of every month follow him in my purse on social media rate and review the show and tell your friends and your kin about the show show notes are always available at handmemypurse.buzzsprout.com and I highly suggest that you take the time out to read the show notes because that is where I have all the links to all the things I talk about on the show. Also, just an FYI, the opening and closing music is provided by none other than West Baltimore's own Gloomy Tunes. Please continue to submit your questions for the Straight Facts segment to hello at or send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter. Who knows? Your question may be featured on an upcoming show. Also, I just want to say Happy New Year again. I'm really excited about 2023 and what is coming down the pike for Hand Me My Purse, the podcast. There is a lot of new, exciting uh, stuff coming down the road. So just bear with me. Ride this thing out with me. I promise it's some hot shit coming down the pike for your girl. Okay. And if I got some hot shit going on, you got some hot shit going on. So. I also never, ever want you to forget about this. You can expect a brand new episode of Hand Me My Purse, the podcast, on the 1st and 15th of every single month. So the same way you expected those checks on the 1st and the 15th, early in the morning, you already know your girl is going to have you covered on those days. Again, the 1st and 15th of every month on your podcast streaming services, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. These are for my international friends and kin and anywhere else you may even think that you can find it. Or you can just go straight to my Buzzsprout website and find it there. I look forward to you looking forward to listening. And I'm out this bitch. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. 
from breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway.